Hello, welcome to Spotlight, where artistic endeavour is front and centre stage. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. This evening, we hear about new funding for makers of short films on the island. From Ramsey Music Society, as they prepare to launch their latest series of classical concerts with some extras this summer. And don our leathers, or perhaps we strip them off, I'm not sure, as we catch up with an artist who loves the TT and just published her book one, featuring stunning images of her own and rarely seen archive pics from the TT's history. As always, do get in touch with any creative, artistic endeavours you may be involved in, planning, hoping to create or would really like to put in the spotlight. Be they poetic, visual, theatrical, musical, literary, calendars, nudes, you name it. Just email me, spotlight at maxradio.com or of course direct Howard Kane, Kane with an E, at maxradio.com. To start... We'll catch up with the Arts Council's Jane Corkle, shortly to be featured in our profile of Isle of Man Arts Council members. But she, today, is telling us about a new funding scheme for short films on the island. So what's happened here is that we, we do see trends um, of, of applications. So for sometimes we might see quite a lot of music applications and one thing or another. But the film funding, historically the Arts Council have awarded up to £5,000 for a, sh- a short film. Obviously, it's it's not enough for a, a big Hollywood yeah, blockbuster, um, and and obviously as time has gone on, it, we've recognised that actually five thousand pounds isn't really enough, and also um, we'd like to encourage um, people to come to the island. We all know how beautiful it is and how much it has to offer to come to the island and use the island again for locations, uh, and also there are a lot of people on the island who have some experience or would like to learn more about filmmaking. Um, And so the whole idea is that now um, people can apply for up to £15,000. They can basically apply for sort of half of what their total um, budget for the film is, up to a maximum of £15,000. And within that, there are some clauses whereby they have to look to use local crew and offer uh, help to to maybe students Mm -hmm. Um, if they can cast here we'd like them to do that so we want to encourage filmmaking on the Isle of Man again um, not just for our local filmmakers but also to hopefully bring some people over so these people as you say the filmmakers themselves could be based elsewhere in the British Isles so long as they fulfill the criteria to utilise and film exclusively on the island yes that's yeah. it. So that's live now. The, the, the film fund, we've launched that. Uh, it all closes on the 24th of June for the council to consider um, the applications for, at their 8th of July uh, funding meeting. Uh, and we do, the way the council works is that when we have um, funding streams, uh, we do have a smaller committee who look at the applications um, to begin with before the whole council meets. Uh, and that's currently the, the film fund will be led by Jeremy Theobald, uh, who, who's a council member and who is a filmmaker and a film actor uh, himself and has a very wide and extensive knowledge of, of everything that should be included and understands the uh, the industry extremely well. So we're really lucky to have Jeremy sitting on the council and I know that he is very passionate about this new film fund and he's been instrumental in bringing this you know, forward with the Arts Council at the minute. 
So first round closes 24th. If people are interested, they want to maybe or interested in applying, how do they get in contact? Well, uh, they can phone us up and uh, or they can just pop into the office. We're based at the Villa Marina Arcade. Uh, website's always a good st- place to start. So that's www.iomarts.com. Um, there's information there and you can contact us directly via the website. And we're always happy to, to have a chat to people and help them. And obviously, once people start sort of putting their application together, which is all done online, um, where you know we're always happy to have a look at what they might be submitting to to sort of help and say you know you perhaps should think about adding this or changing that um so just give us all a shout and we're happy to help there's nothing we like better than talking to people about their creative projects and their contact again iomarts.com for more details on the film fund and all the other arts council work and the closing date for that film fund application 24th of june so get your skates on. Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Something which does benefit from Arts Council support is the Ramsey Music Society, which has been in existence for close on 50 years, bringing international classical artists to the Isle of Man. Some extra concerts will take place this summer after lockdown, ahead of the usual programme, which will start this autumn, and then changes for 2023, as chairman of the Ramsey Music Society, Leonard Singer, told me. Well, the Music Society actually uh, started in September 1974, and it was... uh, Originally, originally the Ramsey Grammar School Music Society, uh, where the uh, one particular teacher wanted to bring uh, live classical music to to the pupils for them to hear it and to understand it, and so so it's I say we've been going now so, since 1974, uh, and over the years we've had some of the most talented and famous artists like the late Colin Horsley international pianist who was actually uh, an Isle of Man resident. We actually had Julian Lloyd Webber many years ago. Claire Jones who was the Prince of Wales harpist. She was known as the or she is known as the girl with the golden harp. (laughs) Laura Van Hyden who was the 2012 Young Musician of the Year. So we've had people here playing in Ramsey, international artists and when you look through their uh, what the, what they've done and where they've been they've played all over the world in the biggest music halls and with the biggest orchestras and we actually have them in the Isle of Man I remember uh, a couple of years ago a lady came to, to the concert and she said to me I cannot believe that I'm sitting here in Ramsey and hearing this uh, quality of music because we're the only classical musical music society uh, on the island with mm-hmm. a full annual six concert uh, season uh, and so we go from we we have been going from strength to strength um, obviously it's um, it's a very expensive business to bring people across and for that we are very very grateful to the support we get and encouragement from the Arts Council because if it wasn't for the Arts Council there's no way we'd be able to put these concerts on. It is amazing to think, yes, it's great to have the, the backing there to bring these world-class artists here. Do you get a regular clientele? Is there a sort of a hardcore that comes to all the concerts or do you get, yeah. do you get a mixed uh, mixed bunch? Uh, we have, yes, we have a, a regular clientele, uh, but also when we have a particular uh, 
uh, artists. For example, um, we've got Gary Ryan coming in July. He's a world, well, literally a world famous guitarist, and we will get people who are in, extra people who are interested in the guitar coming to uh, to 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 the to the concert. Similarly, it was the same with Claire Jones, who was a harpist and obviously big harp interests on the island, Definitely. and she's one of the best in the world. Um, but we don't really get enough people. We, we would like to get more people uh, interested, and that's why. From normally our season has been from September through to March. Uh, from next year, 2023, we're changing that to go through through the summer, from April to October, mm -hmm. missing out August, and hopefully we'll be able to attract more people because better weather, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think that makes a big difference for a lot of people. I must admit, and obviously, if people more elderly or the upper age of the age spectrum, yeah. they're less likely yeah. to want to go out in the dark nights if it's if it's foul. Yeah. So fingers crossed on that. COVID, of course, uh, must have had an effect. Are you trying to squeeze in some extra concerts now? Are you to sort of make up? Yeah, yes. Normally, I say we finish in uh, April, mm. uh, but this year because we had to, we had to cancel. Uh, we've got two coming up uh, on Friday. This is, we normally meet on a Monday, but this is on Friday, June the 24th. Uh, we welcome international cellist Marie Stephanie Janicek Juma, uh, who is known throughout the world, and also our own Olga Eget, who we know from, who's our, actually our secretary, but again, she's an international concert pianist. And then on Monday, July the 11th, we're welcoming back Gary Ryan, who's been here several times, and he always gets a big audience, and he gives a wonderful wonderful concert. We're then going to have concerts, which we'll be announcing later, the performers in September, October, November. And then I say from next year, we'll go on to the summer schedule and we're, we're at the moment booking booking artists. And I was just going to say that. Who, who actually makes the decision on which artists to bring over? We're very fortunate to have Olga, who understands music. She understands the programmes that the people are put, putting forward and she'll say, we don't want that. Can you please change that? we have a particular audience who have particular likes mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we're very fortunate to have her making making that judgment that's excellent so going forward then like i said moving to this new uh, uh new concert season for the summer months into 2023 but plenty coming up uh, through 2022 as well uh, if people want to find out more you've got a mailing list uh yes um i would like uh, if i could um our um, to give our um, our email, which is Ramsey Music Society, small case, one word, at gmail.com. And if anybody wants to go onto our mailing list, uh, then uh, we obviously have full data protection. Mm -hmm. Then we're happy to do that and circulate them. We usually, I usually circulate people a few days before each concert. Uh, and we always get good support from the press and Manx Radio to publicise which obviously we need. One other thing I'd like to say also that students are free. Which is amazing. And, yeah. they get, and people get uh, tea and biscuits as well. What's not to like is all yeah. I can say. Yeah. <laughs> so it's normally, it's £10 uh, normally entrance fee for Which is a bargain, for a bargain in many ways. When you look at the calibre of the artists coming over, it is um, uh, cheap as the proverbial oh. chips. You wouldn't see them any cheaper anywhere else in the world, <laughs> uh, without a doubt. Uh, more details. Of quality, course. not cheapness, it's quality. Quality, so. exactly. The value for money and, yeah, yeah. and great quality. <laughs> more, more details online, ramseymusicsociety.org. And we should mention there is a special concert once every year, around about October time, for young artists to perform. That's right. Um, 
the, the standard of music on this island, as we know, is great. And we have a, we put on a, uh, a concert which has maybe seven or eight performers. Some of them are, uh, come from abroad because they're studying on the island. Mm -hmm. But again, as I say, the quality is, is brilliant and uh, people marvel at the, the, the standard of the young people. So, and we do that once a year and we've, that's planned again for later on this year. I'll put you on the spot then. You must have been to quite a few over the years. Any any standout concerts you've really enjoyed over the years? Uh, we had a wonderful concert actually uh, in September 2021 last year. Mm -hmm. uh, we had um, internationally renowned pianist Hiroaki Takanuchi. Again, he, as I say, he were well-known worldwide and he gave the most amazing concert. But all the concerts... All the concerts are standard. You, you just sit there and listen and think, how do they do it? What a wonderful chance to see some international classical artists right here on the island and for a very modest outlay. Now, it might not have escaped your notice, it's the TT again. Whatever your views on the event, you can keep them to yourself for now. One woman who has a long history with the TT is artist and former journalist Rachel Clegg. She's produced her iconic calendars, featuring herself nude in quirky settings around famous spots on the TT course for the last 10 years or so. The work can be widely seen in a variety of contexts. You can get T-shirts and all manner. She does various other work, commercial and otherwise. This year, she has a splendid new book of photographs and text celebrating her love of the TT, simply entitled Book One. Though not banks by birth, she's got loads of links with the Isle of Man, as she told me when I dropped up to a stand at the back of the grandstand. Oh, crikey. Well, uh, my granddad used to race in the Clubman's TT. My dad raced for... 30 years here. My granddad used to live here, my dad used to live in the 70s. Then my grandma and granddad moved here, lived in Laxey. My uncle had Manx leathers and I've been coming here all my life. And then and then I started creating these calendars to celebrate the history of the TT, uh, which are all shot on the TT. And now after 10 years of doing that, I've now brought a book out. The big, big wham bam thank you man book. And uh, with the whole shebang in. So yeah, and here we are. Here we are indeed, back just behind your stall here, really busy behind the grandstand as you can hear, the sun is beaming, proper TT atmosphere I think. As you say the calendars have become iconic, I think the first one caused a bit of a stir because it's all shot on the Isle of Man, it celebrates the TT, it celebrates the TT course and then you feature yourself as a, as a nude within the pictures, where did the concept come from? Well, I was on the way home from the TT, I think it was 2011, and I recorded the press conference with John McGuinness and Guy, I think Gary Johnson, but I'm not sure. And it was a really brilliant, funny press conference. And I was listening to the recording on the train and laughing out loud to myself with all the people around me going, oh my gosh, who is this woman laughing out loud to herself? And that, it just made me think that there's all this wonderful history and funny stories and this real quirkiness to the TT that really ought to be celebrated. And I've, I have got an art background, but I, I, I work as a journalist here as well. So I thought, right, I'm going to combine the stories with images. And that was it. And then I came back uh, a year later and that's when we started taking the pictures. And it was a one-off project, but it kind of just grew really. So um, yeah, and now I think, I think I've pretty much covered the I've definitely been around the course a few times if there's no clothes on but yeah 
And, I mean, do you like that sort of contrast, as it were? Because, you know, the TT, you're thinking machines, you're thinking hard roads, you're thinking an incredibly tough ride, and then you've got the sort of naked female form. Is there a sort of contrast there that you like? Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a sense of the absurd, which I love. It's that sort of, like, uh, crack... It sort of makes you go, ooh, what's that? So the picture for Sulby Straight where uh, we've got a lawnmower going across the road with, with me pushing the lawnmower um, it's about Tim Reeves throttle cable breaking where we replace it with one from a lawnmower I love the fact it's nude because it just makes it all the more bonkers there is definitely a quirkiness to them all isn't it there's definitely a sort of as you say a sense of the absurd yeah I think it's um, it's that silliness isn't it it's that like I love Monty Python and I love things that just uh, just to be just make people smile it's just nice to do something that's sort of makes you sort of say, what on earth? It's that kind of, that, that's, that's the question I want everyone to ask when they look at the pictures. And they become something of collector's items now, the calendars, I believe. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't, I don't so people tell me that they, they go for, I don't know how much they go for on eBay, but sort of daft prices. But um, yeah, we, we ship stuff all over now. Um, we've, yeah, we've, we've sold quite a few pieces that are going to America this week and... Yeah, it's, yeah, there's, but I think that's just um, a reflection of the TT. You know, the TT has a huge following and people love the TT. It's almost like a, I think people get bitten by the TT and they stay with it for the, for the rest of their lives. So you've got the book here then. So this is a celebration really of the last, what, 10 years, do you yeah, say? Yeah, this is like a, this is the, yeah, it's like a, a body of work of the last 10 years. And I also, um, I thought, oh yeah, I'll do a little quick overview of the TT's history at the front of the book to put things into context. And uh, I got heavily involved with the history of the TT. So there's quite a hefty history section as well. And uh, Morton's Archive, who um, have an absolutely wonderful collection of historic TT pictures, have kindly helped me with all the images, some beautiful archive photographs of the 1913 TT. I've got Collier Brothers, amazing pictures. And then the rest of the book is, is my own stuff with all the stories. So it's, it's a big thing. I mean, you could really, you could whack someone on the head with it. I was going to say, yeah, you serious could do, it's damage. a proper coffee table it's a, book. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, I've gone to town. And, um, and also the people who printed the book, they've just printed the Queen's Jubilee book. So it's like, um, it's, it's beautifully produced. But um, yeah, so it's like 280 pages, hundreds of images. But also, like, I know we're on the radio and people can't see this, but I'll have to quickly describe it as best I can. Yep, here we go. We've got a photograph, one of the archive photographs here is a beautiful big black and white picture of the Rudge factory team being loaded onto the onto the ferry with horse and cart. There's loads of people wearing hats and bonnets. Everyone's in Edwardian dress. It's 1913 and it's absolutely beautiful. And then we've got pictures of um, Craigna Bar in 1920s where there's parasols and the crowds are enormous. And I think you get that real sense of how big the TT is and how long it's been going. I mean, it's, it's epic, the history, isn't it? It is. It goes back, well, I mean, all my lifetime, all your lifetime and sort of pretty much all the lifetimes of anyone's listening. It is one of those things that's become iconic with the Isle of Man. It is a fantastic book, as you say, and it is full of just these amazing pictures, not just your own work, but these fantastic archive pictures reproduced beautifully. And it really gives a great sense of the history of the Isle of Man, of the history of the actual event itself, of some of the great characters that took part in the TT over the years. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at Jimmy Simpson now. I mean, he was a real character. And uh, yeah, and there's also like information about the, the, the speed times and how, how, how they evolved over the years. I mean, that's a fascinating story in itself. But yeah, there's, there's loads of information in here. There's a, it's pretty much covers everything. And, um, 
and it's got some really embarrassing pictures as well yeah and uh, yeah and the sketches are in here as well that sort of show how the, the ideas develop because they all start with sketches so um yeah it's a it's a it's a proper thing it is a proper thing a lot of work in a developed exhibit yeah it did it took ages i mean and it was i, did, I lit, before the last week i actually did a 24-hour shift i went to my studio at seven in the morning and i I had to get it into the printers and I kept finding things that needed tweaking and I didn't go home until seven o'clock the next morning so I've put in a lot of there's been a lot of I wouldn't even say late nights I would say no nights <laughs> so uh, so it's really nice to ha actually have it on my lap and to actually get there to get there when yeah. did you actually start work on it I started looking through the archive about a year ago so I've been collecting the archive pictures for ages uh, and sort of drafting the history in my head for ages um, but I actually bringing it all together has been pretty much this year. So um, yeah, it's hard to put a time on it, but I started last year. But then as ever, everything ends up being right until the last minute, very TT. Yeah, it's, and the, the printer said to me, oh my God, we've never seen a book pulled together like this so quickly. And I was like, it's a TT book, it's fast. Yeah, it's gotta be fast. So yeah. It's gotta be done. Gotta so be done. going forward then, you've got this available obviously in your stall up here at the back of the grandstand. If anyone wants to come up and see you, they can what, order one from you direct or go to a website. Yeah, they can go to www.rachelclegg.com and that's Rachel with A-E-L. Um, or they can just come up and say hello and uh, yeah, have a chat and uh, we're up here till the end of race week, so the bitter end, and, uh, and I'll be really sad to go. But um, yeah, so everyone's welcome. Terrific, and just thinking, any projects going forward then? Here we are now in the midst of TT 2022. What about going forward to 2023 and such like? Well, I've been in conversation with Le Mans for a couple of years. I'd love to do a Le Mans series, and I'd also love to do a history of rock and roll. Um, as I, said, I just love I love rock and roll and music and uh, yeah but I, I I also I'm just emotionally like bonded to the TT so there will be more TT stuff I can't I can't get away from it it's got it's bitten me quite deeply so yeah I, I think I'll always be doing stuff to do with the Isle of Man I love it too much terrific we we'll look forward to it we'll let you get back it's getting busy in your stall now thanks for talking to us thank you very much thank you what a great chat we have it was really busy there as well so thanks for spending the time rachel if you want a copy of the book it's a real work of art honestly some stunning archive pics and it's a big old beast as she suggests you're not going to slip this one in your pocket if you want the calendar or any other bits of rachel's work you can drop it and see it as she said behind the grandstand or visit the website and again that's rachelclegg.com Finally, a quick taster of next week when we'll be chatting to Keith Simpson from the Friends of the Isle of Man Wurlitzer about their forthcoming concert series down at the Villa Arcade and a great concert to start which will be taking place next Wednesday lunchtime from the Wurlitzer master Len Rawls. Len Rawls, renowned throughout the UK, anybody who's involved with theatre organists uh, would know Len. He's, um, he started off many years ago um, um, he's with a, a, a school for organists called the Yamaha um, Organist School. Uh, and that ended up with a very large chain all over the UK. Len's a great theatre organist, but what's so different about him is that he's, uh, he's also a very competent organ builder, and he actually built the organ here in the location, which is a, a great location here. It's probably one of the clearest sounds of a theatre organ that I've, I've ever played. Uh, so he's on... Next Wednesday, that's at one o'clock. It's a free concert. Uh, there's no admission charge. Um, the week after that is the only Wednesday for the season that that isn't a concert, and there's a good reason for that. It's because we have um, Phil Kelsall 
uh, coming over, and he's the organist of Blackpool Tower. Oh, of course. Um, he's, uh, well, I'd, I'd rate Phil Kilsall as being probably one of the very best uh, organists of, of Wehrlitzer style that, th- that there is, and I'm expecting that will be a very big audience. The tickets are £10 uh, available from the Welcome Centre or from the ticket office here at uh, the Villa Marina. Much more from Keith on the Wurlitzer concerts next week. Do drop and see Len if you can. I think it's 1pm at the Arcade next Wednesday. Don't forget, if you want to hear anything again, go to manxradio.com and download the Spotlight podcast. Listen at your leisure. Drop me a line with any artistic thoughts or ideas. Stay creative, mind the bikes. I'll see you next week. Cheerio.